Hello and welcome to episode 78 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Deanna Franklin. <sighs> and with me today, I've got my husband and my friend Chris. How are y'all today? I'm doing good. You're just husband. You're not Cramer anymore. Not Brand. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get a name. I don't anymore. even have a name. You are a possession now. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Man. <laughs> anyway. It's like You asked her. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry we've been gone for a bit, guys, but we've had stuff going on. But if you'd like to message us, you can contact us at one geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, and PlayStation community. Email us at 1scgeek411 at gmail.com. Rate us on all the things you listen to podcasts on. And check out the show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. All right. So before we jump into all the things, I would like to tease a little bit of what we're talking about. We're going to be going over the favorite thing we've done this past week. Um, we're going to be talking about, or I guess, do we do this questions now or what does your heart tell you? I want to do the questions now. So Ooh. we're changing up the format. If you listen to us for a long time, we're changing things up a little bit to add a little bit more discussion, a little less news. Um, so we have some teaser questions that are going to go with our, the different segments and different things like news topics that we're going to be talking about. So. First question is, how much money in Magic the Gathering cards did a North Carolina student find in her childhood home? And then what is your most embarrassing embarrassing username and what are the origins of said username and or? Um, what two shows recently got canned? And lastly, what horrifying thing can this Boston Dynamics robot do now? And I'm not excited about this question. <laughs> it's, it's there just for you, Deanna. These people <laughs> make my nightmares. <laughs> Deanna's answer to that question is literally anything. Literally anything. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, yeah, throughout you the episode. hold a fork? <laughs> no! <laughs> it fell over on its own accord? <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, yeah, throughout the show, we're going to get to those. And you at home? Um, or in the car or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, you can go to those social media contacts and you can let us know what you think um, the answer to those questions are. Um, or just tell us about the ones that aren't that apply to you, like your most embarrassing username or the origin of your username. Yeah. So, but first, let's get into our favorite thing that happened or that we experienced this past week. Uh, Chris, what about you? why don't you go first? So, for you anime fans out there, um, I binge-watched the newest season of Seven Deadly Sins, which is an anime that is on Netflix. I've heard of this. It's also dubbed. Didn't it just come on Netflix? Yeah, it's like last week. Okay. It's dubbed for the reading is hard people? Yep. Okay. Or those who, like, just watch things in the background and don't actually pay attention to things. <laughs> I feel your like, judgment. Savages. I just want to look at the art and not look at letters. No. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, Deanna, then your option is learn Japanese. No! <laughs> um, but it's really it's a phenomenal season. Definitely recommend it. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah, so go people go check out Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. But if you've watched all of it, tweet at me. Yeah, talk. go talk to Chris. Mm-hmm. He'd love to, because <laughs> I have not seen it, so I don't know what to say to him. Y'all are gonna have to do it. Cameron, what about you? So, um, my favorite thing um, that I did this week that will not be referenced in another segment is that recently um, got caught up on New Girl, finished season six, which is all the seasons that are presently on Netflix. Um, and so there's one more season um, currently on the air. But um, um, have y'all both seen New Girl? I was there when this show was finished in our established home. In in our, in our home. (laughs) Um, So one of my favorite things about new girl um, is kind of their take on this group of like 20 somethings as they all try to figure out what's going on in their life. And so, and I think part of that for me is that like new girl has been one of the few shows that kind of has hit that like, I am the age of these characters kind of thing mm-hmm. of like, I love how I met your mother. I love parks and rec. I love the office, but I was always way younger than those people. It's so like, like this it's one is of those kind like, of relatable now. Yeah. So now I get it, but like at the time I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of been one of those cool things that I've seen in new girl um, as we've watched it. And so I also just love sitcoms. That so, also kind of you know. gives you a reason to like, go back and watch some shows you liked as a kid, but then they were like, the characters were older than you. Like, go back and watch mm-hmm. it, see if you see anything different. Um, and with that, my favorite thing from this past week, I went on my first troop, as they call them, with the Rebel Legion, because I finally got approved. Um, I went to Dallas Fan Days and got to hang out at the booth with them, take some pics with kids. Um, they were raising money for, uh, it's, I'm a terrible person for not remembering it, but it's basically a charity that, um, for like kids in wheelchairs. And it was really fun because they gave out like a toy or a prize to this kid in a wheelchair that was at the convention. Um, and he rolled up to the booth and he had a Poe Dameron like X-Wing pilot costume on in his wheelchair. And I had my X-Wing pilot costume on and like he was just like his eyes are huge. He was just like, oh, a pilot, like a rub pilot too. And I'm like, and I was telling him he looked great. And they gave him like a little BB-8 toy that like winds up and rolls and they gave him like a rebel legion patch and a little coin and stuff like that. And so Mm -hmm. he kind of, and they got pictures with like an R2 unit and stuff like that. It was really sweet. I was like, this is why I joined this group. It's so cute. For listeners that might not know, Deanna, what is rebel legion? It is a cosplay, basically a star Wars costuming charity group. Um, There's also other ones like the 501st Legion, the Mandalorian Mercs. They basically, Everyone has screen accurate Star Wars costumes to get in and they show up at events. They raise money for charity um, and just have fun pretending to be characters from Star Wars together. And it's for a good cause and also just fun, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's just a big like official costuming group that's. Yeah. They, they do 
do good things. Or like I think the five oh first legions uh um slogan is bad guys doing good. So like they're all dressed as like the Empire, like bad guys, but they like go visit kids at hospitals and um raise money for children's hospitals and they'll do like make a wish foundation, things like that. Rebel Legion will also just kinda of depends on what they need for that mm-hmm. that particular kid. That's the one I want to join. Yeah. Chris, what do you think is the most valuable lesson the Empire has ever taught somebody? They have cookies. <laughs> the importance of the high ground. Oh. The importance of the high ground. Oh. That was really funny in my head. I really hope listeners, you can write in if you thought that Cameron, joke was funny. Because Empire you don't like puns, that. jokes are hard on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like I can't Jedi taught that to the leader. Well, I can't tell if he's making a joke because I'm like, what is this? This is not your sense of humor. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) I just love. But see, like, here's the thing: I I love memes, and there are so many good high ground memes. (laughs) They make more sense with a photo, though. Like, I don't know. I got you though, but or that sand is evil. Yes. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Um, But anyway, (laughs) we digress. So let's go on to our um, basically new segment. And starting off with video games, um, I guess we're talking about the news and then the question. The question is a lead in to the news. Okay, just checking. Sorry, listeners. We're just now figuring out how to do this. Um, We are learning on the fly. We are learning on the fly. Um, so the question is, what is your most embarrassing username and what are the origins of your username? And we came up with this question because PlayStation recently changed their name on something and I'm hoping one of the guys will enlighten me on this. It's not that they changed the name on something, but officially for people who have had their PlayStation accounts for a very long time, you haven't been able to change your username. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a and now you can. Yeah, it's been a joke on a lot of like PlayStation focused podcasts. Like um I think it's um I, PS I love you, which was kind of funny. They had a segment that was Shuhei let us change our names where fans would write in with their really bad usernames because mm-hmm. a lot of people, myself included, we pick our username when we're like a preteen. And we can't always easily switch. Mm-hmm. And so a big issue has been if you chose your, your PlayStation username when you were 11 and now you're 27, you are probably a different person. Or you picked it when you were older and you were drunk at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, or you're just dumb. Yeah, or you <laughs> yeah, have so, a really you know, crazy like name for your YouTube or Twitch personality that stuck with you for 10 years. And it's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag yeah, Captain it's, Sparkles. It's one of those things. <laughs> and it is also it is also like a joke for revolving around uh, PlayStation Z3 announcements. Um, you know, like every it's like, nope, still no name change or you still yeah. can't do that. Oh, still no name change, not buying. <laughs> but, so um, they're about to let this happen? But, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they recently rolled out a program. It's now in, it's currently in beta, but it is allowing certain users who participate in the program 
to pick a new username. New gamer tag. Finally, sounds like. Um, yeah. So. So do. I guess. So, do you guys have any um, interesting names, or what's the origin of your username? Well, when I was in grade school, back when like AIM or Yahoo Messenger oh, was a yeah. thing. I had so many awkward. I just thought you just like throw a ton of like acronyms and maybe a noun in here and there. And I'm so excited for this. So like one of my very first like emails was like Ultimate Dragon Star. Aww. <laughs> it's not that bad. Mine's worse. <laughs> or or then like toward the end of grade school, early middle school. It was love to draw attention to that I wasn't white. So um, one of my usernames was Asian Pride, spelled A-Z-N-P-R-Y-D. Nice. For a while. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that ultimately landed, turned into not so foreign with the four, which is where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> which has multiple meanings. Being that I am an American so don't ask me what I am. <laughs> no. And, until we like, ask, not as foreign as we I could look. have a crazy I'm episode. I'm not as foreign as I look. Where you do the 23 and me and we find out for sure. <laughs> what could. is Chris for sure? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you, if um, listeners, if you want to know for sure what, what percentages of things Chris is, tweet at everybody. <laughs> at everybody. Everyone, even if they're not on the cast, and maybe send us some money. So yeah, if you want to Venmo us, <laughs> the cast, we'll do um, it. Or or just buy it. Send us the confirmation to our email address. <laughs> but not so foreign. Also has its roots in scripture. scripture. You are not of this world. I mean, you are oh. in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, became its ultimate meaning. Oh, I like it. But yeah. Thank you, Cameron. Explain Humar Whittle. Yeah, well, I guess we'll get there. Um, I never really had that embarrassing of a username, I don't think. Um, I kind of feel like I was always the person that gave people nicknames. And so, like, I never really feel like I had one. Um, and this is something that, like, has kind of just been, like, always part of my life. Um, and so, I th- when I was little, um, like nine or 10, I, the, the movie three ninjas came out. Um, and so throwback to what I assume is a piece of hot garbage. Um, you won't know until you rewatch it. Um, and one of the characters in that movie's name was Rocky. And I really liked that character. And I was like, Rocky is a really cool name. Um, and so I ended up getting an email address, like my AOL and my aim stuff were my initials. Then Rocky. Good thing we don't use. And then um, the number one, because somebody else took the rest of it somehow. Um, And so I used that for a long time. Um, And then I needed to, um, I was going to post, I was playing GameCube and I was playing a game called Fantasy Star Online. And it was the first time that I had like a question that really I needed to go to a forum to ask about. 
And so my mom helped me pick a username and it needed to be a username because you should never give away personal information on the internet. Um, and so it turns out, um, and so I should probably stop. Yeah. Um, I say, as we have a podcast (laughs) and have our names posted everywhere, um, that they don't know our last name. Um, I'm pretty sure they're on the website and, but, um, but, um, yeah, so I needed a username that did not give away like personal information. And so at the time I was playing fantasy star online. Um, and if you go into the character creator, um, you get to pick a class and the class I was playing was a humor, which is a human hunter male. Um, and then there was an ID generator based on the name that you put in. And if you put in Cameron, you get Whittle as your ID. And so that is where my like username came from when I, I was probably late elementary school. Um, and kind of as I got older, it turns out that that's not a very common name. And so I've never had issues with other people having it. And so I've kind of just been able to rock it my whole life. Um, and so it's kind of had just been one of those things that I kind of lucked out when I was 12 and picked a username that it, and how often do you play fantasy star? Um, I played it some in college. Um, okay, Kessler good. and I, I think played some. Because um, he's a big fantasy star fan, and so I loved. And for the record, three the first three ninjas movie came out in 1992. Oh, cute! So just as a by the way. Okay. So, Deanna, what about you? Well, I have no consistency in my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so a lot of mine have just been variations on my name and stuff. But um, my very first email, which I think some of this is my sister's fault. I was, like, trying to come up with, like, a clever, like, funny email name. And I think it was probably also my AIM name as well. It was literally a sentence, which which was, gullible is on the ceiling. It's not that bad. Which is from, like, gullible, hey, gullible's written on the ceiling, look up. And people would do that. I don't know if I was just really gullible at the time, I still am from time to time. If you just get me really good and I don't understand your sense of humor, Chris. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that, I don't know, but my sister helped me come up with that. Thanks. I don't have a sense of humor, Deanna. I'm always serious. And I always Uh say, (laughs) um, and then my like Twitch username when I like basically watching other people stream. Um, is Queen Skywalker 79 which is also my Minecraft name um because Skywalker obviously I'm a huge Star Wars fan and what? as a kid I Luke was my favorite like when on the playground people would always be like you're the girl you play Leia I'm like no I want to be Luke I want a lightsaber <laughs> um so he was always my favorite and the queen part was in college my social club or basically like a sorority but slightly different um are like we were called queens and our um, club name was regina so we're kind of just based off of that and um so that's just kind of like and we were called like queen so-and-so during pledge week by the pledges (laughs) you're like you have to refer to us by our titles (laughs) (laughs) um so I kind of wanted to keep some of that, but um, and seventy nine is just a combination of my birthday letters and also with my jersey number in college 
for that club, and it was the only combination of my birthday numbers that wasn't taken yet for a jersey. Um, so, and also Pokemon Go is Sky, like just Skywalker 79 or 079 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so pretty much that. Those are the only ones that are like not just my name and some numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and also, <laughs> so I know, Deanna. I want to sound professional. <laughs> and I was like, I started working when I was 16 also. So like I kind of had to have an email that was professional. Or you didn't start till you were 16? That's cute. Yeah. I, it's, it's the legal age, Chris. <laughs> It was, it it is in Texas, but, um, anyway. (laughs) Wait, you're telling me I could, I wasn't supposed to work until I was 16? You could opt out, Chris. (laughs) What am I I mean, like, have, like, a, you know, taxable job, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, and the last bit of things on this, um, I just wanted to mention with relation to names. Fortnite is how is is having a Halloween event called Fortnite Mares. I've made my stance on puns well known. I love it. I've made my stance on Fortnite well known. So we all know how we feel about Fortnite, but he it's a cute it's Halloween funny. name and Cameron's but. not happy about it. But anyway, let's go on to our next segment. Um, which is movies, TVs, anime. Hey, wait. What, Chris? Wait. <laughs> There's still more PlayStation news. But we've talked a lot about video games already. Well, they're just a little quick bits. Okay, go quick. PlayStation also finally finally announced. Out of nowhere? nowhere, Like, literally out of nowhere. It's like, oh, by the way, after being adamant against it, they will be allowing cross-play. We can do it! Between consoles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super surprising. And we also now officially have official official rumors about the PlayStation 5. More to come. Okay. Stay tuned, Ooh. people. Next gen. All right. So now we will get into the next segment. Um, and the question for the segment is, what two shows recently got the can? Anybody want to? I mean, we know what it is. It's a part of my soul. Yeah. Yeah. So I so and I have a conspiracy theory behind this, but so background. So we know if if you're listening to this, you you would already know this. Iron Fist and Luke Cage have officially been canceled mm, by Danny, mm-hmm. and I blame Disney. And what? I blame Disney. Yeah, because some of the big rumors are that this is Disney basically forcing them to cancel in order so that they can start moving things over to their own streaming platform. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get them off That's Netflix. That's one of mine. And I think they did that by like for Netflix to maintain things like it has to have a certain reception or has to have, you know, certain ratings, mm-hmm. which the second seasons of Luke Cage and Iron Fist didn't necessarily meet. Although Iron Fist season two has received far better ratings mm-hmm. than yeah. its first season. Although, and I personally just enjoyed them. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. So. And it could it could just be Bite that, me. you know, if they didn't meet a certain criteria, then they just want to use that money that for those things to develop things that are getting more views. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that know. the non-conspiracy version, um, and we're going to try to keep this spoiler free because it's not a spoiler cast, 
is based on the way that um, the that Iron Fist season two ended, that they could just be changing the title of that show. Hmm. So like they could be going on to like, it's just going to be a different take on these characters and not specifically called Luke Cage season three or Iron Fist season three. So like ideas have been like heroes for hire, for example, mm. that's a big comic series that Luke Cage and Iron Fist team up like it's in. It's a new group show versus right. a continuation of the single. And so it's, it's not them both having their own season. It's a show about both of those characters together. Mm. Which is what I would like more because, you know, we, we got them to interact with each other, um, you know, and the defenders and seeing mm-hmm. like, it, it's like when you have the independent seasons, you're just like, well, yeah. Yeah. Why they wouldn't at? they call Luke <laughs> Cage? They live in the city together <laughs> yeah. and they don't call each other <laughs> or do anything together. And it just becomes this weird. Yeah. Like, especially after you have seen them together and you have seen them interact with each other. It's like, yeah. And I think sometimes if you, I've seen this some with um, other superhero shows, like, sometimes it just starts turning into the same type of plot each season and it doesn't maintain itself. Well, I'm not going to mention any names, um, but it's one that I didn't finish (laughs) watching. Um, It's a different universe. Um, It's one I just didn't finish watching because like, I feel like it's kind of the same thing and it just didn't get any more interesting. So I feel like combining and having new ideas with the same with those characters is maybe smarter than just con- trying to do what they can to keep that one character's storyline going. I feel like that can get very tiresome yeah, with like so many superhero shows out there. I think doing more new things is going to keep it alive. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. And especially because the newest season of daredevil's Ooh. out mm-hmm. yeah i think it dropped last friday and as of recording yeah i'm kind of mad yeah. on it we haven't started it yet nope i didn't even know who's out to know i've been living under a rock it's just it's one of those it's one of those you know seasons where it's like yeah government's incompetent everyone's dumb <laughs> doesn't exactly see right like it's the same story we don't, we don't listen to each other when someone presents like facts and we're just like yeah whatever you're a bad guy insert plot device that we don't trust because each other you're, here you're a vigilante so i'm not listening Which, to you that's something we learned in a script class was always put in conflict even if these people like each other just write in conflict like i don't trust you that's just the story device mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy that i know that I'm like they're just not agreeing with them because it's a script device because they needed <laughs> to stall for five minutes yeah and i get it but like sometimes it's so against how the character is you're just like, like why is this here yeah wow okay yeah no that's wrong it's not reasonable it's not how they would act in that situation yeah, i don't know but um but yeah we'll, we'll see. see how it turns out hopefully it's the they're making a new show not just killing these mm-hmm. two off so we'll see um and as a last little bit of news, we thought we'd mention how Venom's doing since it released last week. And apparently it's going crazy um, overseas and it's doing pretty well, even though critics are like tearing it apart. What do y'all think? What have y'all heard? 
Yeah, it's it's crazy that this is kind of was presented as being like this is the superhero movie that made a lot of sense before the MCU. Like, but yet it's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I think we embrace these movies a little more because of the MCU. Like it's a break <laughs> from trying to take everything in that the MCU is doing while we are like, but it also maintains our excitement for mm. the MCU, you know, like it's like, it's a nice little break while we wait for Captain Marvel to come <laughs> out and for the continuation in the event, next Avengers movie. Um, yeah. Instead of just, Hey, another Marvel movie, another Marvel movie. Yeah. Or another movie about these same All characters. I'm yeah. I'm curious, like obviously like we are very up on it. I'm curious to how many people that just like are casual moviegoers see superhero movies as not part of the same universe. Like are they like I I've known people that are like, wait, why doesn't Superman come to help them help the Avengers? Like legitimately asking that question. I'm curious at how much like more casual moviegoers see Venom and they'd think of, Oh, it's a new Marvel movie, especially with how convoluted that whole deal is. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, is this part of Fox or is this a Deadpool thing or is this a X-Men thing or Avengers? Exactly. Like people don't know, like, or yeah, pay attention to that kind of stuff. Like, what do they think? They need better <laughs> and we can be those friends if you'll just share the they podcast just with young, people, listeners. They're just young in the geek world, and they it's need true. to be brought up it's by true. people like us. <laughs> yeah, and we're here to teach nerds you. Nerds love. Nerds will love to teach oh, you about yeah. it. Like that's that's our thing. It's like ooh. Let me learn coming. you, young one. I'll let me raise you. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to find the specific statistics. Um, here's the correct Venom... order to watch these films. In. It's like yeah. this is your homework, yeah. child. <laughs> um, I think Venom broke the October um, move- opening weekend record. Oh. Yeah, with yeah, an estimated probably. eighty million dollars. That's not good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> As long so it has a budget of 100 to 116 million, so it's still yeah. But that's just opening weekend and just in America. But that's still that's still exactly. Um, in terms of ratings, we can talk about some of the scores, but it's still well received in terms of people watching it. It's enjoyable. It's a good movie in terms of that. Um, but it has a 35 percent on Metacritic. Metacritic English is hard. Um, a 30 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Although it is receiving a 7 out of 10 on IMDb <laughs> and has a 94, 95% rating on from wow. Google users. Wow. Interesting. So this is, it's just one of those movies, you know, where there's that disconnect between people enjoying it and what critics think. Yeah, a good so movie don't always be. listen to the critics. Unless the fans agree with the well, critics, then that's a problem. <laughs> then it's kind of... Like, it's, it's, you don't always... Make your own yeah. judgments. You, you know? want to go see a movie, you go Critics see a are... movie. Don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. Leave Britney alone. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, a critic's job is to analyze elements that we don't mm-hmm. normally pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are versed in in 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's. I think you can like something that's not like Theatric. the finest piece of art. Like, right. you can like like a painting that's not like a masterpiece. Like, spoilers. No, um, I like movie posters, it's, it's, but it ain't the Mo- Mona Lisa. Right. Exactly. It, it, it's it's the same for everything in fandoms. Like, it's like you can enjoy a very bad sci-fi that's horribly written and you know awkwardly graphic. Yeah, you like whatever you want. Or video games that aren't like the best put together. You yeah, know, we we know there are flaws, but we like this thing even though it has all the flaws. Um, right. So a critic's going to point out the flaws. Where sometimes those flaws mm-hmm. can yeah. offer charm. I agree. Yeah. So. But um, I think that's all we have for movie, TV, short anime for right now. Um, so let's move into our tech segment, or as we previously would call, dongle news. The dongle news. The dongle news. So. It'll still call. We're going to talk about <laughs> my nightmare in this segment because. And ask the question, what horrifying thing can this Boston Dynamics robot do now? Because, and my answer to that question is, any robot they build, because they're all terrifying and creepy and things of my nightmares, and I don't want to live in this world where those things exist. We should (laughs) say that Boston Dynamics isn't exactly like building new robots, but they're adding more functionality. They're making them smarter so they can take over. Okay. They can like you have the pair of the like dog robot things that could open doors. Okay, I want to guess because I have no clue what the answer but, to this question is. So okay. I think, and listeners, you can write in your answer. I think the horrifying thing this Boston Dynamics robot can do now is dance. It understands rhythm and can bust a move. That's okay. my guess. Literally just being in like, I'm serious, just existing because the more, the more realistic they get and the more things they can do better than humans or equal to humans, the more I'm like, this is how we die. So literally anything, it opens a door. I'm freaked out. (laughs) Like this is how they get out into the world. It rolls over, picks itself back up. They have no weaknesses. (laughs) <laughs> yep you know i'm really tempted to just be like tune in next week to find out you just save it for the halloween episode oh gosh what is it chris yeah what can they do the boston the humanoid boss robot atlas can now run up nope. now we're not safe in the second floor <laughs> We're gonna die. We intentionally got and a it's, room it's not on like an apartment not on the first floor for this very reason. And it's it's more than just like can just do stairs. Like it can leap. Like oh god, it's even faster almost. on like stairs than us. It's <laughs> like it it's it the way it's moving is pretty impressive. And I'm going to post the article now for you guys to see. It'll yes. be in the chat. And link it on the thing so we can show people if they tune into the notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I we are know. opening. I am ready to be horrified. Oh, my goodness. 
and it's mostly just like just pay attention to the wow they that's insane because... it's like jump like those are not like level stairs it, like that's not like they're like they sides they're like and it's, yeah like this thing's gonna be it's running the new in Assassin's Creed American yeah. Ninja Warrior soon. Like that's what this thing's gonna be doing. Like right now, like this is essentially like that first obstacle where it goes back and forth off the of panels. Mm-hmm. It's like fluid. It's intense. You're just like, yeah, it's horrifying. Okay. So yeah, for those who aren't familiar with the Boston Dynamics Atlas robot, it can do black backflips. Um, jump over obstacles. Um, it is quite a piece of, and this is their humanoid one, so it, you know it has four limbs. On a plus note, though, Deanna, it does not have individually movable like Good. digits, so it can't Don't hold. Give like it a anything sword. to hold. Yes, or death is when we die. Like it could pick it could pick up things like boxes because it just like squeezes between it and okay. picks it up, but that's about it for now. But it I will leave you those legs, man. With this quote from Dr. Ian Malcolm. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I will not endorse the, <laughs> these robots. <laughs> Anyway, hashtag Jurassic Park, Ian Malcolm. Should, everyone should have listened to him. Anyway, yeah, creepy robots. So let's get into tangibles. And Cameron, why don't you take this segment since this is more your news? Okay, so the, the, the question that I have leading to this segment for y'all is, how much money in Magic the Gathering cards did a North Carolina student find in her childhood home? One million dollars. No, I'm joking. I'm going to say $10,000. That seems like two cards, so I'm going to say it's going to be more. Um, I'm going to say... Like I would know. Is this is this like if we go over, we lose? Or... Just, we're just guessing. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> 10000 <laughs> and one dollars. <laughs> I'm going to say $16,000. Was it really? No. What? What do you say, Chris? Sorry. 16 grand. So she found. I really want to say it's like 25, but I'm holding myself back. I'm trying to get the person's name. Um, Kess Hendricks was digging around and found $18,000 in magic cards, including, oh, Chris this means something to magic fans, a Black Lotus, which is about. $9,000 on its own. And only goes up with each one that gets sold. Yeah. So how did she find these things? Were they like a siblings? Or a, a according to the article, they are hers that she started playing with, uh, that she picked up in the nine, I guess the nineties. She's in, she's in senior in college. Um, Oh no, I think maybe her mom had bought them. Um, and so they've just kind of like followed the family around and just like in a box. And like, it's one of those things that like, when you move, you just move the boxes that you never finished unpacking. And so, um, and then she learned, and then like, they went and looked through um, like her daughter, I guess, Cass is the daughter went and and it's also the name of a magic card, but, um, sidebar unrelated. (laughs) 
Um, but I guess her daughter was just going through the box and we looked at it and found the cards. And so Dang. surprise, $18,000. Um, and so the news part of that is this past weekend, as of recording, I played in star city games, Dallas open, um, which is a big magic tournament. It was about 8,000 pl- or not 8,000, 800 players. Um, and so I played, I did not do great. I finished two and five. Um, and so, um, I have my notes from the matches that I'm not going to read through on the news. Um, but I should be or on the segment, but I should be doing tune in for a special episode. Right. I think I'm going to do a write up for Flipside gaming on my experience. Cause it was my first big tournament. Um, and so I'm going to do a, a little write up on the experience and what it was like playing in that big of a tournament um, and kind of go th- more through the matches there. Um, I haven't started this yet and I have not cleared it with my editor for the <laughs> for flip side. So it may or may not happen. I technically write commander articles only. So we'll figure it out. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I played a lot of different decks um, in the seven rounds that I played. I never played the same deck twice. And so. Um, one of my favorites, um, my favorite matches is I, I played a guy who was playing Thopter Foundry, um, or Thopter Sword is the, the combo deck. And so that's a fun deck that I really like, um, cause it kind of has like an oops, I win combo in it. And so, um, that's kind yeah. And so that's kind of all I have to say. Like I said, I'm hoping to put a, an article up on Flipside um, later, probably next week as of recording, but. It just depends on when I get time to sit down and write it. Cool. Um, and with that, let's go into, we're going to have a miscellaneous segment this week. And since I'm the host, I get to pick what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so, ha ha ha. Way to read um, that straight from our notes, Dan. <laughs> hey, it's new. I'm teaching people what the <laughs> format is, okay? It's new. I choose. <laughs> I choose what we do. Look at me. I'm the host. <laughs> they can't look at us as a podcast. <laughs> How's that cider treating you, Deanna? <laughs> I'm just tired now. <laughs> but anyway. How's that, and, how's that cider and exhaustion treating you? I need to go to bed. Um, but anyway, so what I am choosing to talk about is kind of shameless self-promotion, but um, some friends of mine and I started our own podcast about Disney things because we're obsessed and it's called faith, trust, and pixie dust and the faith bits, the Christian part. (laughs) What? What? And it's also the recipe to fly in Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. So what? Whoa. But anyway, (laughs) so we just kind of talk about all things Disney. We talk about, um, Memories growing up that we had. Um, we discuss a movie each week. We have we rank characters or objects or different things from Disney movies, um, and talk about um, like history and all kinds of stuff. And if you love Disney stuff, check it out. And there may be some opportunities for you to have some feedback read in the show or some input for the show. But yeah called faith trust and pixie dust and on facebook that's the title dash podcast mm-hmm. if you want to chat with yeah us. and so this is part of like our podcast network i guess is the the, the term um i mean it's just these two podcasts so it feels kind of funny to say network but um 
it's like a yeah like a sub yeah and so part of, um, yeah. we we definitely are like working together to make sure like social media wise we get good coverage of both and um and we want to encourage our fans to go over there and, and check them out and listen and i know one of the cool things that y'all do is that y'all um because it's you carrie who was on the podcast previously with us she was on one of our episodes that we had to record multiple times I don't recall. And so, <laughs> and then, um, her sister, Corey, um, and you like, y'all went on like a Disney trip together. And so a lot of what y'all have talked yeah. about has kind of lined up with the things that happened on that trip with it being Halloween. And yeah. So, and yeah. And we've cosplayed Disney characters together and we just bond over Disney movies and our love for that fandom. So we just kind of were like, Hey, let's chat about it. Cause we do when we're together anyway, mm-hmm. might as well record it. Um, and then that's going to lead into our top three lists of the week, which is something new we're going to do. And you can all have your feedback and give us your lists on. Um, so, guys, what is your favorite obscure Disney character? One of you. I don't know. What's yours, Deanna? My you favorite have, obscure Disney off. character is Archimedes, the highly educated owl from Sword in the Stone. Merlin's okay. buddy. Because okay. he's hilarious. <laughs> and so sassy. since i was told i can't pick sora because technically he's a square character um even though he's in kingdom hearts true um my favorite obscure character is the muses from hercules oh good one and so um i love their like their honey you mean hercules yeah like i love like their sassiness but i also love that they are like a his like historically accurate part of how greeks told stories like if you look Mm -hmm. at like greek plays they have um like i don't remember if it's called the chorus um my college professors are probably very angry that i might not remember that (laughs) because they tested us on it but that was a long time ago. Um, but in Greek p- plays, you have this group that's kind of just like the general voice. That's like, it's almost like, and then plot happened. And so I, I really what? like how that kind of got pulled into the Hercules movie through these muses. Young Herc was mortal now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Beyonce. I mean, can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with the queen. Mm-mm. Mine would have to be Grandmother Fa. I don't know if she has an actual name in that movie or not. I think she's just Grandma. (laughs) Grandma. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, go ahead. She's just sweet. She's hilarious. That's a good one. Especially at the end. You want to stay forever? Would you like to stay forever? <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, a, that's how grandmas she speaks are. Her mind. No filters. She just, yep, exactly. Yep. She's. Here's a she's cricket. <laughs> superstitious. Yeah. Like all you need is this cricket, <laughs> which causes yeah. more problems than it <laughs> solves. Oh. And that's a good one. I like that one. It's cute. Cricket would also be another good obscure character cricky cricky yep cricky cricky get the bag you are lucky (laughs) oh man you can sit next to me (laughs) you can sit next to me oh man i'm gonna watch mulan now 
Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's kind of how our the Disney podcast goes. We just kind of gush over random things like that and have fun talking about Disney stuff. Um, and uh, does the next week's host want to say what the next top three is? I, I am ready. Go. And so, um, so one of the things we're hoping to do is get you as listeners psyched and ready and for whatever is going to be happening next week. Um, and so at this, the, we're going to kind of tease the next top three that we're going to do. And so our next is going to be a top three Halloween memory. And so it can be something like a costume you wore as a kid. Um, it could be like a specific memory, trick or treating. Um, it could be just, just anything having to do with the Halloween time. Um, what are some memories that you have? And so next week um, in episode 79, we'll talk about that. Um, listeners, you can write in and let us know um, both the answers to your fa- your favorite obscure Disney character, um, your favorite Halloween memory, and we'll talk about them on the show. Yeah. And so this is where our feedback segment would go, but you guys got to hit us up so we can talk about those things. But Deanna, where can they hit us up? Funny, you should have. I can't believe we just did that. Stop uh, it now. What have we done? Chris, Chris no. is like, burn this podcast to the ground. That was the appropriate response. So anyway, yeah, if you want to talk to us, we're on, we are uh, one geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, PlayStation Community. You can email us at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Rate us on all the things you listen to podcasts on. And check out our show notes at onegeek411.com. We also have personal Twitters. Mine is Deanna790. Mine's not so foreign. And mine's Hugh Marwithel. All right. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Yeah. I love you. <laughs>